This is Finding Joy, the healthcare professional's journey to wellness and resiliency. It's a podcast resource developed by the Interprofessional Opioid Curriculum Team at Washington State University. The goal is to promote wellness among students, faculty, and healthcare professionals during challenging times. Funding is provided by the Health Resources and Services Administration. Earlier in this podcast series, we talked with two Washington State University medical students about learning during a pandemic. Today, two other health sciences students in other programs tell us about their modified academic journey. I have a bachelor's degree in social work, but I went back to school as an adult. And so I've been dancing around my master's degree for several years. I should be way done. (laughs) (laughs) We talk with Andreen Sterlington from Eastern Washington University and with Diana Kang from WSU's pharmacy program. I don't know where I want to go with that. I just know I want to be in the field of pharmacy. I feel like as I continue to learn more and more each day, you know, my passions or my direction changes. Stay with us as they tell us about how they find joy. Let's start with Andreen Sterlington. My professional background includes a life of healthcare. I worked in healthcare, women's healthcare, for 15 years prior to going back to school 10 years ago. And I thought that I would go back to school to become a physician's assistant. And uh, in doing so, I began volunteering at hospice, doing some hospice work in Tacoma at, at Franciscan Hospice. And I really fell in love with care of the whole person or more of the walking alongside people. I'm comfortable in the healthcare realm, but I really like just being journeying with people, being a part of their journey more from the social work point of view. And hospice and palliative care gives you really an opportunity to do spiritual care would be the word I would use for it. And I love that. So uh, I, that's what I did. I switched gears, which was much better for me because I'm not a very good student. School is very hard for I'm a good student, but it's hard. I have to work really hard. Science is hard for me. So it was a good switch. And I graduated with my bachelor's degree in social work and in 2016 and was working for Providence in West Seattle. And I really got hung up. I wasn't, became really unsure if I wanted to pursue spiritual care. I took a class in, in Spokane, spiritual care and social work. And it was amazing. Finally, I decided to go back. And actually the impetus for me going back was a little bit of COVID because I ended up taking care of my mother. We moved and my mom, who's 95, she came to live with me. That really was the impetus for me to just saying, I, I, I need to do this. So I applied and I got in and here I am. What does getting the degree in social work do for you that you didn't already know? It gives me street cred. <laughs> so I, as a bachelor's student, and because I came with experience, I, ha- I, I have had some very unique life experiences. And I really believe that everything's always been pointing me in this direction. But you need that piece of paper. And I have more respect for that now as a student. Before, I, it seems sort of frustrating. It's really important. How are you doing in this pandemic-related time? Ooh, that's a really good question. Today, I'm not overwhelmed because we are on break. <laughs> so that helps. But I feel, for me, 
the timing was really right and the pace is really good and the support from Eastern is excellent. I sense that it's overwhelming for both the faculty and the students. I took some really good advice this summer from a friend who's already been to the program and I doubled up on electives and uh, it was overwhelming and hard, but I'm so grateful that I did because I feel like it, the pace has been really good. What's been overwhelming is COVID, is the connectivity. Everything is different. It has had a tremendous impact on everybody. It, you can see it and feel it and sense it in the classroom, online. So how have you adjusted to it to, to make it work for you? COVID and the whole notion of studying with people without really spending any time in their presence. Yeah, it's really hard. I feel really old. And I'm not old. I don't mean it that way. Creating connection has been challenging for me. Just the nature of social work, it's so important to have that support. I do a lot of self-talk. Um, I do a lot of walking and spending time with my dog. And I do all the things to take care of myself. And I keep telling myself it's going to be okay. Because <laughs> sometimes it doesn't feel like it's going to be. But I just keep showing up. And I know <laughs> it, it, there are times that it, it has felt very... Uh, lonely is the word that I come to, but I think we're all sort of feeling that. But I certainly have felt the, uh, as an outsider in this particular program. I think sure. about the, I'm not sure irony is the right word, but the fact that you're in a social work program, which I guess implies face-to-face, close proximity to people, and you're not able to have that because of this disease. That's, uh, it, it feels a little, a little weird to me. I chose social work. I didn't have to. It was something that I intentionally chose to do. And part of the reason that I think that I'm drawn to this work is because I really enjoy people and being with people and that connectivity. So it's very strange to be in a position and learning about things that are all about building rapport and connectivity and trust and not having, it's very odd. We don't have the opportunities that we had to do face-to-face work together. We're talking with Andreen Sterlington, a candidate for a master's degree in Eastern Washington University's social work program. After she earns her diploma, she hopes to work in the field of palliative care. But how do you deliver care and ease the suffering of people with serious disease at a time when we worry about our physical proximity to others? I think there will be an opportunity for some creativity in terms of how we deliver care to each other. And I think that can be okay. And we have to. We can't just abandon caring for each other. We just can't, in my opinion. So the the title of the podcast is Finding Joy. How do you find joy in your schooling, in, you know, carrying on in life these days, trying to get through it and, and getting on to the next part of your life? Well, I find joy in my relationships. Um, I adore the students. I have kids the same age and love being around other people. So I really find joy in interacting with others. I find joy in learning. And uh, one of the things that has helped me be more successful is letting go of performance, letting go of the pressure that I put on myself and just, I'm going to take every opportunity I can to to participate and to learn. I find joy in reading and cooking and in school. It's really showing up and participating in class. I'm sure I annoy everybody because I'm always raising my hand. <laughs> Andreen Sterlington will finish her master's in social work this spring. You're listening to the Finding Joy podcast. 
We talk now with Diana Kang from the pharmacy program at Washington State. She's a native of Los Angeles who now lives in Spokane. So what is it about pharmacy that uh, that got you excited and interested? My mom actually was diagnosed with cancer when I was younger. I was pretty young and didn't really understand to the full extent kind of how cancer can really turn someone's life around. And so after she had made it through that, it still always bothered me, like knowing she had to go through that and wishing that there was more I could have done. And when I was actually applying for pharmacy school um, the fall semester before, uh, my mom got diagnosed with cancer again. It was a, a different kind. That was my affirmation that I need to go into this field now. You know, I can't wait any longer. I just started applying to different schools and programs. And yeah, I just love the program here at Washington State and everyone I met when I came here to interview and fell in love. So most of your time in pharmacy school, for better or worse, has been in a pandemic situation. Do you remember what it was like when you went from life as normal to student who had these restrictions? Yeah, it's so strange because when I first started pharmacy school, I was in person. It was pre-pandemic. And I absolutely loved it. I had the time of my life. I met some amazing people. And I just, I, I never thought that I would enjoy school as much as I did. It didn't feel like school. It just kind of felt like you know, a place to just hang out with friends and you just happen to be studying for exams or going to classes together. But it never felt very um, kind of overwhelming or stressful. And then the pandemic hit and I'm sure like many, we just thought, okay, well, it's probably just going to last for the rest of this academic year. It's fine. We'll be okay. We'll see each other again starting second year. And second year comes around and we're still in this pandemic. That's kind of when I realized, okay, this is not taking a good toll on my mental health. And it's kind of stressing me out that I have to be indoors so much and study from home um, where there's all these distractions and little motivation. Every time I go to school, I'm always very motivated to learn and study. So having to do that from home was very difficult. And then now that we're back in person, you know, with taking the uh, right precautions, it doesn't bring me that same happiness that it did the first year because I just feel like uh, I'm being restricted. I can't enjoy to the fullest extent. I would say that's kind of where I'm at. It was a high, a low, and then kind of a medium, I guess. (laughs) Well, so human beings are pretty adaptable species. How have you adapted to make it better? I try to just not focus on the negative. Obviously, the pandemic is just so huge that you can't avoid it. But rather than looking at that one big negative picture, I look at the smaller pictures and see those as positives. So there's just little things that, you know, kind of make me happy. So for example, wow, I'm so lucky I get to be at home. 
uh, I have my pets or I get to wear my PJ pants. So little things like that, I try to just spin into positives uh, rather than just kind of dwelling on that negative. And how well have you been able to maintain your friendships? I was able to maintain my friendships really well. I had a very small friend group. I think we were all just kind of very understanding of the situation. We knew that, you know, we have to be here for each other and really support each other through this difficult time. And, you know, if someone falls, we need to help pick them up. So I think I had a great friend group, great support system. And I I mean, they're still my friends to this day. And what about the subject matter? Are you still as excited about the subject matter as you were when you first started? Yes and no. I love to learn. I'm always very eager to learn. I just think school itself is just not as enjoyable because, like I said, I kind of feel um, like a little restricted. I just can't enjoy to my fullest extent because of everything still going on. And even if, you know, we weren't practicing safe measures for any reason, I still don't think I'd be at that place where I was first year. Have you been able to go out and do anything in terms of community-related sort of work? Yes, absolutely. So I, I was very heavily involved with community service my first year. When we first went to lockdown um, and a few like months following that, I wasn't able to do anything. I couldn't even work like my normal um, intern position. And so it was a little tough not being able to have that sort of interaction outside of pharmacy school. And so after a couple months, it eventually did pass where a lot of organizations started to open their doors up for volunteering or any kind of events. And since then, I've just been trying to go to whatever I can. The most recent event I went to was uh, I was working with Second Harvest. We packed some bags of beans and then assembled boxes of them so that we can distribute it to the community. And that was just such a great humbling experience, especially during such a tough time like now. Diana Kang has also joined her pharmacy student peers in giving jabs at community vaccination clinics. So we hear a lot about um, healthcare workers being burned out. Um, it's a very difficult industry to be in right now. When you think about that, when you hear the stories of individual folks, um, how does that relate to you when you think about your future as, as a person who's going to be in that, uh, you know, a professional in that setting in the next year or two? I don't want to sugarcoat it or, you know, lie to myself about it. Obviously, it scares me knowing that, you know, I'll be in the same position in a few months. But I think that's the thing that I'm trying to do differently is not to dwell on that negativity and worry about something that hasn't happened. So rather than worrying about the burnout that hasn't affected me yet, trying to focus on what I'm going to be able to accomplish once I'm in that position. And I think that's my main priority is just focusing on that, knowing that my actions are going to impact the lives of so many people. I mean, I know that I'm doing something good And I think that's what's most important to me.
The name of this podcast is called Finding Joy. So where do you find joy in your professional and personal lives? It sounds a little silly, but I find joy in my dog. I got her as a pre-pharmacy school pet, and she's just been the best companion. She was there for me during my mom's cancer treatments, and I don't think I would be as far along in life without her because there were some times and some days where it, it did sadden me to the point where it was hindering and I wouldn't leave my house or I wouldn't eat or talk to my friends. And so getting my dog, having her force me to go outside and enjoy is what completely changed my life and has brought me so much happiness. I don't think I've ever been this happy in my life. And so I'm able to just apply that to both my professional and personal life because you know, if I have a bad day at work or a bad day at school, I know that the moment I come home, she's waiting for me and she's so excited to see me. And seeing that is just, that's more than enough for me. I'm a simple person. <laughs> Diana Kang is a fourth-year pharmacy student at Washington State University. We heard earlier from Andreen Sterlington, a master's in social work student at Eastern Washington University. We thank them for sharing their perspectives. The Interprofessional Opioid Curriculum Team also wants to thank the following people for their contributions to this project. Dr. Barb Richardson, nurse, educator, and interprofessional champion. Cameron Cup is the creator of the Finding Joy musical score. He's a medical student in the WSU Elson S. Floyd College of Medicine. Washington State University staff for marketing and communications, from financial services, and the collaboration for interprofessional education, research, and scholarship. And Claire Martin Tellis, the executive producer of this podcast project, and student intern Selen Araf. They developed the first five episodes of the Finding Joy podcast. This episode was produced by Doug Nadvornik from Spokane Public Radio. If you're interested in sharing your perspective about wellness and resiliency as a healthcare professional, or you'd like to reach out to the Interprofessional Opioid Curriculum Team, please email medicine.ipoc at wsu.edu. That's medicine.ipoc at wsu.edu. Or you can visit the team's website at opioideducation.com. .wsu.edu forward slash about. I'm Doug Nadvornik. Thank you for joining us.